Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones, and this is episode 62 of the Photography Q&A podcast. Now, over the last week or so, I've been going through a few Facebook groups for beginner photographers, people just starting out. The thing I've noticed is the advice that's given is not always accurate. So this week, I'm going to cover photography advice you should ignore. So let's start with a doozy. Only work in one niche or concentrate on just one type of photography. And there are two reasons this isn't a good idea. I'm sure there are others. I've just come up with two. Telling someone that's just starting out to concentrate on just, say, portraits and nothing else is just wrong. New photographers need to try everything out. You need to experience different types of shooting. It gives you more depth. Understanding how your camera works in different situations is what it's all about. You might have a creative talent and ability to learn all the skills needed to be a top landscape photographer. If you don't give it a try, you'll never know. Just try and see where your abilities and talents lie. The second reason is in countries with all four seasons, the main one here being winter, it will restrict how long you can shoot weddings or outdoor shoots, uh, outdoor sports, all sorts of things. Here in Canada, most people get married on a Saturday from April to October. Now, there are a few winter weddings, which is, you'll pick those up the odd time, but there's not a constant where the majority of weddings are April to October. So you've got a limited number of working days to make your money. So telling a wedding photographer that from November through till March, they have to put their camera equipment away is ridiculous. Now, some wedding photographers probably make an awful lot of money during the wedding season and don't need to work during the winter. Well, great for them, that's fine. But we're looking at beginners here. So if you want to fill your year with bookings, you're going to need to shoot a second type of photography. It's as simple as that. So only working one niche is not a good idea. The next amazing piece of advice is don't work for free. When you're starting out, the best way to get experience is to offer to shoot for free. Experienced pros that tell you not to shoot for free are basically worried that you're going to take work from them. And I really don't think so. Somebody that's booking a photographer that charges $3,000 for for a day's work isn't going to even consider a newbie that's looking to get experience and not charging anything. You're just not comparing apples to apples. It's just not, not the same thing. My first shoots were for family and friends, and I did them for free just to get started. There's nothing wrong with this method of building a portfolio and getting started. Businesses in lots of different industries do this to break into markets. Everybody does it. So don't listen to insecure photographers in Facebook groups telling you not to work for free and you need to build a portfolio, then do it. Don't worry what anyone says. It's all about you. Just do it. The next amazing advice is don't shoot in manual mode. Now, these types of answers drive me crazy. I saw one that said, don't shoot in manual mode. I use auto and it's way easier. Yes, it is easier, but you have no control over your camera. And that's what photography is all about, controlling your camera. You need to learn how to use manual mode to understand how to use your camera. If you find manual mode a little bit difficult at first, try aperture priority. It's a little easier and you're going to get the same results. So the don't shoot in manual mode advice is absolute garbage. Next one, 
always use a tripod. Try shooting a soccer game using a tripod. You wouldn't get many good shots. You need to use either a monopod or handhold. At a wedding, taking group shots where all the bride's parents and all the aunts and uncles and cousins and everyone else gets into these big group shots, you can use a tripod. But for the rest of the wedding, you would have to handhold. I've never used a tripod even for the group shots. For landscapes, you could handhold, but for longer exposures, you're going to need a tripod. So that's a something you would need it for. So basically, a tripod's got its place, but not in every type of photography. So there's another piece of bad advice. Next one is only shoot JPEGs. This is a simpler way to go, but your images are so much better if you shoot in RAW. When you shoot JPEG, you're letting the camera process the images for you from a RAW file that's in the camera. When the camera takes the image in, it's in RAW format. And when you have it set to JPEG, the camera does it for you and gives you its idea of what you should be getting. If you shoot RAW, you get to decide how your image looks. And the results are way more professional. So don't shoot JPEGs. Next one. Photos have to be technically perfect. Now, some photographers think that every aspect of an image has to be perfect. Don't listen to them. I follow lots of people on the internet, on YouTube, different blogs, and I watch a guy called Simon Booth, who's a landscape and wildlife photographer. And he took, in his last video, he took a picture under these giant ferns. He got under the fern and took a picture up towards the sky. And the image was out of focus on purpose because he said it is obvious that it's a fern and the way the color and the sky and the blurriness of it, the broken edges, was pleasing to the eye. Now, this is a guy that makes his money from photography, and he's taking a picture out of focus because he likes the look of it. So if he can do it, you can do it, and you don't have to have everything in focus. You don't have to get rid of all the grain in your images. If it's a bit grainy and you've had to shoot with a high ISO, not a problem. That is the way that picture came out, and if it looks good to you, that's all that matters. Next one. You must have a full-frame camera. No, you don't. There are plenty of areas where you're better off using a crop sensor camera. I'm shooting a lot of macro at the moment, and a crop sensor is perfect as the small insects cover more of the small sensor. They cover more of the frame. Look at any image, and you cannot tell if it was taken on a crop sensor or a full-frame sensor. So don't worry about it. Just get out there with the camera you've got and do the best you can. So you know you don't have to have a full frame. They are nice to have. I'm not. They are top of the range, the latest thing. But if you've got a crop frame sensor, don't worry about it. You're still good to go. Next one is editing is cheating. Absolute garbage. Editing has been around as long as cameras. Back in the film days, photographers changed the exposure. They dodged, they burned images to get the effects that they wanted when they were developing the images. If you shoot JPEGs, the camera is editing the image for you. So you still, even if you shoot JPEGs and you say, no, it's just straight out of the camera. Yeah, but the camera developed it. It processed the image for you. You are still editing. So editing images has always been a major part of photography. It's definitely not cheating. Creating images that make you happy is all that matters. And if you can make someone else happy and they'll buy them off you, that's even better. Last but not least, 
just sell the digital files. I've said this many times on the podcast, don't sell the digital files. The reason I say this is because I want you to get as much money from the session as possible. Doing a shoot for 200 bucks and giving the customer the files is fine, but if you hold on to the files and you sell products, you sell the customer products, like prints or frame prints or canvases, all sorts of things that you can get, you're going to make way more money. Yes, there are top-level photographers out there, some portrait photographers that I know of, that only provide the files, but they demand really high prices, and I mean really, really high prices. But if you're just starting out, you can't demand high prices, so you don't want to limit how much the customer can spend. Because if you just say $200 and here's the files, that's it. They walk away from you, the link is broken. If you said it's $100 for the shoot, you get an 8 by 10 and you take 60 pictures, the chances that they only like that one picture is really small. They are going to spend more money on more pictures and it'll be an awful lot more than $200. So hold on to the files and make as much as you can. If you shoot real estate or commercial work, commercial products, your clients only want the files. They don't have any use for the prints. For everyone else, make selling prints and products your goal. And if you do sell the files, charge a high amount or sell them at a reduced rate if they spend over a certain amount, and you'll make a lot more money. Okay, that's it for this episode. If you're listening to this on an iPhone or an Apple product, I have a request. I'd like you to leave a five-star rating for me. If you don't think I deserve a five-star, just don't do a rating. Uh, But if you think I am or you want to help out, give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or iTunes and try to get more downloads on Apple Podcasts. And a few good ratings will help me out in a big way. In fact, whatever app you listen to this podcast on, If you can, give me a a five-star rating and I'll be your best friend forever. All right, that's it. I'll be back next week with more Waffle. Bye for now. 